0: August 4th, 2020. I'm Tanya Harris, and welcome to TMI Daily, your daily roundup of everything people are talking about online, since they aren't allowed to talk about it in person. Last night, HBO aired Donald Trump's full interview with the news agency, Axios. When asked about there being over 150,000 deaths due to the coronavirus, Trump said, quote, it is what it is which ironically sounds like a more honest campaign slogan for him than keep America great again. Trump said that he's okay with Microsoft buying TikTok, but he also believes that the U.S. government should get a big percentage of the sale for allowing it to happen. Someone might want to tell the president of the United States that the government does get a big piece of the sale. It's called taxes, which explains a lot about why he never wants anyone to see his. In an interview with Sean Hannity, Stupid Barbie Kaylee McEnany bragged that the president gets great ratings for his coronavirus press briefings. Wow, Malibu dummy. Imagine how much better the ratings could have been had your boss not had a hand in killing 156,000 potential viewers. NBC Universal has begun layoffs as it turns to a streaming future. These cuts impact production, theme parks, and we assume the SNL writing staff since it doesn't take a writer to lift other people's sketches from the internet. Lifetime announced that they will feature an LGBTQ couple in an upcoming holiday film this year, which will make it much less offensive when that boyfriend you forced to watch 12 weeks of Christmas on Lifetime screams, this is so gay. Because for the first time ever, it actually might be. A British-born children's book author and spiritual entrepreneur named Shelley Ann Lewis has been named as Jeffrey Epstein's former girlfriend during the early 2000s. At the time she and Epstein dated, Lewis was in her mid-20s, which makes her a lot like a 50-year-old on TikTok, since neither is in the Target demo. Radio City Music Hall has canceled their annual Christmas Spectacular show for the first time since it premiered in 1933. Thanks, 2020. We can't even get a kick out of the Rockettes because of you. After the considerable backlash from stories of a toxic work environment, rumor has it that James Corden may be getting prepped to take over Ellen DeGeneres' talk show in the event she either quits or is fired. For James' sake, let's hope no one comes forward to say that he cut them off during Carpool Karaoke. People Magazine reported today that last week, Arnold Schwarzenegger celebrated his 73rd birthday with his ex-wife, Maria Shriver, and their four kids. Hey, the guy may have cheated, but he wasn't lying when he said, I'll be back. A music booker at the Late Night with Stephen Colbert was let go today after allegations of sexual misconduct surfaced from 2010. This marks the first time the words sexual and Stephen Colbert, have ever been used in the same sentence. Now, let's send it over to tonight's TMI Daily Cast and Crew Roundtable. Stay safe.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of TMI Daily. I'm Veronica Yellow, and as always, I'm joined by some of our TMI Hollywood family. Later on in the show, we're also going to be joined by Ravi Ramgopal from the podcast, Was It Good? We're going to be talking to him about the best and worst TV shows and movies that we've all been watching since this pandemic started. So stay tuned for that. Let's say hello to everyone watching at home or listening to us on Apple Podcast, Spotify, or their streaming service of their choice. Let's start with you today, Shana.
2: Hello. Hello, my friends on Spotify, Apple, or your platform, Shoes of Choice.
3: Joe? Yo, Semites, and every other religion, because we don't uh, discriminate against here, especially the uh, uh, gluten-free vegan uh, 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 atheists that are listening to us on Apple Podcasts. Chris? Uh,
4: Hello, everyone. Just want you to know that the opinions of Joseph do not reflect the opinions of TMI Hollywood.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And Emma. Hey, y'all. How you doing? (laughs) Okay, let's get started. When Donald Trump was originally running for president in 2016, a saying that Ma- Ma- Maya Angelo created was often attributed to him. That saying was, when someone shows you who they are, believe them. Well, we try really hard to make to not make every show about Donald Trump, as it's a story that could threaten to take over every minute of every day we all have. Occasionally though, the president does things that are worth talking about. So tonight we're gonna take excerpts from his recent Axios interview with Jonathan Swan and play it for you. And then after hearing Donald Trump in his own words, we're gonna talk about what, what he's saying. So let's get started. Here is Donald Trump answering a question about how he has communicated to the American people during the current pandemic.
5: The criticism of you that that is most prominent is about the communication is the public health experts saying that it needs to be based in reality and they're saying that the wishful thinking and the salesmanship is just not suitable at a time when a pandemic has killed one hundred forty-five thousand americans and it's it's that i understand what you're saying that people need to hear positive thinking but you know for the past five months it's been the virus is totally under control and the cases have been going up and the deaths it, have been it going up. Look, look,
6: but you've been saying it's under control. Nobody knew what this thing was all about. This has never happened before. 1917, but it was a totally yeah. different, it was a flu in that yeah. case, okay? But other than 1917, there's never been anything like this. And by the way, if you watch the fake news on television, they don't even talk about it, but you know, There are 188 other countries right now that are suffering, some proportionately far greater than we are, okay? As bad as we are. Very few. Some proportionately greater than we are. Right now, right now, Spain is having a big spike. There are tremendous problems in the world. You look at Moscow, look at what's going on with Moscow, look at Brazil, look at these countries, what's going on. This was sent to us by China, one way or the other. And we're never going to forget it. Believe me, we're never going to forget it. And we were beating China at every single point. We were beating them on trade. We were beating, we were making progress like nobody's ever made progress. They had before the pandemic, they had the worst year, Jonathan, that they've had in 67 years. You know that with the tariffs and everything else I did. We were taking in billions of dollars. I was giving some of it to the farmers. The farmers were doing well because I was targeting, they were targeting the farmers. I was targeting China. We were doing good. Then all of a sudden the game changed.
1: Okay. So what are your thoughts on this portion? Before we get started, though, I'm going to ask you that. I just have to say that this is typical Trump deflect, 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 and playing his greatest hit. I know you are, but what am I? Like, that was my thought when I saw that. So what are your thoughts on this? Who wants to start? I, I, <laughs> I was just like,
2: I, I mean, I'm I'm blown away by his ability to spin. And... It is a craftsman. I mean, it, there, the, his ability to do it on the fly as an improver is fucking impressive as shit, man. Because he doesn't, he is so self-involved that you know that he doesn't listen to other people when they give him advice. But for some reason that trickles in in some fucking way and he spins this to I mean obviously it's shit that he wants to highlight I'm not disagreeing with you Veronica because I I think that's exactly what this is you know but he is a spin master and I and I mean that in a horribly respectful way you know what I mean the same way that you think a serial killer is cool well. you know what I mean you really don't you really don't think they're cool you're like mm, really.
1: And he lied about the tariffs because he still doesn't understand where that money comes from, you know, came from us. So it's, you know, again, it's this, the same thing. He
2: doesn't know how the math works and he's the president. (laughs) It's scary. Yeah,
1: because he has, because he has to blame China for the virus. You know, he, so, okay. Who else wants to jump in? Joe, go ahead.
3: Um, uh, to, to, uh, jump onto what, uh, Shana had said, uh, I recently read, uh, Mary Trump's book, and that really gets deep into how he learned how to do all that. Um, and that's fascinating. I really do suggest read it, you guys read it. That one is really a uh, uh, knock at the park. It's uh, it's fabulous. It's about the whole family. But it really does show where, how, if you look at it, that interview tonight and you've read that book, you can see just almost all the talking points that Mary had exactly. So that's fabulous. Uh, and the other thing, like, like he has to – he always has to find the positive, which is something else that he's learned, you know? Uh, you, you you go away from the negative and go to the positive. And his positive is, hey, we're beating China, who gave us this um, this uh, uh, pandemic. And, you know, that pandemic started there, but it wasn't like they were, like, gift wrapping it. So... Um, what about the seeds, Joe? The seeds. Oh, the seeds. Well, you know, that's that's that was from the demon sperm. So... Uh, uh, <laughs> That doctor's so much
1: fun. <laughs> okay, so here is Trump answering why he has often gone against his health experts. Let's watch.
5: By June, we knew things were bad. And you know, the last time I was with you was the, the day before your Tulsa rally in the Oval. And you know, you were saying big, huge crowd. It was indoors. By the way, these people, they listen to you. Me, excuse me, Joe. Yeah.
6: We had a 19,000 seat state. And first of all, we had 12,000 people, not 6,000, which you reported and other people reported. But you couldn't even get in. It was like an armed camp. Why would you they have wanted had 120 that? 120 Black Lives Matter people. I understand, people but there. why would you have wanted and a huge Tulsa, crowd? And Tulsa, excuse me, wait. And Tulsa, well, because that area was a very good area at the time. It was a, an area that was Cases pretty much over. After, after, a month later, a it started beautiful. going up. That's a month later. But Tulsa was a very good, Oklahoma was doing very well as a state, it was almost free. It spiked a month later, month and a half, two months later, but it was a good area. We had a tremendous crowd, we had tremendous response. You couldn't even, it was like an armed camp. You couldn't even get through, you couldn't get anybody in. We had 12,000 people, it was incorrectly reported. The other thing we had that nobody wants to talk about, so Fox, Broadcast it. It was the highest rating in the history of Fox television Saturday night. It was the highest rating. Mr. President. My speech. Well, wait a minute. You're you're saying something. Yeah. That speech was the highest rated speech in the history of Fox television on Saturday night. And nobody says I think,
5: that. I think you misunderstand me.
6: I'm not criticizing
5: your ability to draw a crowd.
6: Are well, you kidding me? I'm I've covered you for this. five years. You draw
5: massive I'm crowds. You get this. huge ratings. I'm asking about At the public time, health
6: and I canceled another one. I had to cancel it. Right. And I have a great crowd in New Hampshire and I canceled it for the same reason. He-
1: OK, so again, you know, forget the public health. He's talking about the crowd, which was actually um, it was certified by the fire department that there, it was a smaller crowd. But again this is all he cares about you know he cares about you know his, his speeches and, and the crowds and and he did, he had absolutely nothing to say about Tulsa being a hot spot for the virus which he already which he knew going th- going there so it's all about rating so Well and uh, not only that on I this. love that he I
2: love that he said that and 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 then it spiked like you know a month later A month later which is the incubation right. period of the fucking <laughs> virus which is <laughs> just like
3: no Shit, dude! Yeah, no it's shit! It's like your staff, dude. your staff brought it. Yeah, exactly. You guys more because they all, they all of got, it. got it like two days later. You brought a different
1: version of it. Yeah, Chris Emma, all- do you guys want to add anything to this? No, I was gonna
4: say that uh, <laughs> it's just funny how he was saying, like, he made it seem like you know the people out there who were protesting the rally were like. Just destroying people, like, you know, like they were out there just committing like uh, unspeakable acts of violence. But mm-hmm. literally, they weren't in the way. The people who wanted to be there could go through. They didn't stop anybody from going through. And if anything, <clears throat> more of them were probably stopped with more violence and anything because the security that was there was like pushing people away detaining people and shit like that so i was like I, and like maybe he doesn't know maybe they didn't report this to him but like i i kind of doubt that like he knows but just the way they the way that he sees things is just hilarious to me like that's it's, it's great it's 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 like a i mean like you almost kind of feel sorry for him because it's like maybe he's just like this is a mental health issue like maybe he's just delusional like he just doesn't see it for what it is, but I, it's 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 great how he does see it because yeah, uh, it, it's like it's like if somebody uh, from a cartoon world came into real life, but they could only see in cartoon vision. Yeah, like, that's how he sees the world, you know. Mm-hmm.
7: I'm assuming. I'm interested inter- inter- by another. the logic that uh, nobody could get through the like militarized crowd of BLM protesters, yet somehow six thousand, however many hundred people did get through. Uh, like it, it's either one or the other, but I also feel like this particular bit is nothing new from him. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves in it. There are clips from this interview that are a little bit new and more shocking, but this one, I feel like, listen, he complains about the size of his crowds. He lies about the size of his crowds. The reporter is right. He does typically get massive crowds at his, right at his rallies. He does get high ratings. He's not wrong. He wasn't answering the question, but when has he ever done that? point uh did like i don't know he's a narcissist we know i have to
2: give this round to swan because he uh didn't roll his eyes veronica i (laughs) I mean there's literally a moment that i was like oh my god and i was just really impressed that
1: he maintained his focus well can you imagine if every journalist did what this guy did you know what swan did but that's the thing that they don't but it seems like now we're seeing more and more people you know holding him accountable which is good okay let's move on to the next clip next up is Trump talking about why he believes that we have the virus under control when clearly we are nowhere close to being under control and why he has made no effort to convey a more honest answer to his followers. Watch this.
5: Here's the question, it, you know, I've covered you for a long time. I've, I've gone to your rallies, I've talked to your people, they love you. They listen to you. They listen to every word you say. They hang on your every word. They don't listen to me or the media or Fauci. They think we're fake news. They want to get their advice from you. And so when they hear you say, everything's under control, don't worry about wearing masks. I mean, these are people, many of them are older people, well, Mr. President. What's the definition
6: of control? Yeah, under the it's giving them a false sense right of security. now, I think it's under control. I'll tell you what. How? 1,000 Americans are dying a day. They are dying, that's true. And you, ha- it is what it is. But that doesn't mean we aren't doing everything we can. It's under control as much as you can control it. This is a horrible plague that beset
5: us. You really think this is as much as we can control?
6: Uh, A thousand deaths a day? I'd like to know if somebody, first of all, we have done a great job we've gotten the governors everything they needed they didn't do their job many of them didn't and some of them did someday we'll sit down we'll talk about the successful ones the good ones look at that smile the good ones and the bad we had good and bad and we had a lot in the middle but we had some incredible governors. i could tell you right now who the great ones are and who the not so great ones are but the governors do it we gave them massive amounts of material
1: blaming the governors Hmm. Um, Emma, do you want to start? We haven't really heard from you today. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I, I think several things.
7: A lot of people are taking a quote from that clip, which is him saying it is what it is. And from any other president saying almost that exact sentence in context, like I'm not so offended by that. If he had been doing more to actually combat the virus, mm-hmm. and then he said it is what it is, like, I don't think that's cold so much, so much as it's looking at the reality of the situation yes your facts are correct uh which is actually kind of impressive from trump i don't think he deserves props for that but like the fact that he's acknowledging a fact is really nice um but i also think that it was their strategy the whole time to pin all this onto the governor's so to deflect blame from himself because it's an election year and right now the overwhelming majority of voters are blaming the uh virus response on him and that's not working out for him too well uh this is, I don't know, politics as usual almost, except to an extreme degree, degree rather.
3: Mm-hmm. Anybody else? Yeah, um, I mean, we all know what happened with the PPE where they were, uh, the, the states were ordering it on their own. The government was taking it from them, giving it back to the companies who were selling it back to the, the states again. Uh, so they were getting twice the money for the same thing. Uh, you know, it's funny because uh, uh, he, he wants to blame the governor's when something's not running right, but when something is running right, it's all him. Mm -hmm. Uh, It reminds me though, that uh, uh, the sign on Harry Truman's desk, which I wish every president would follow along is the buck stops here. uh, It it only stops at at, uh, Donald Trump's when it's good news. It doesn't stop when it's bad news.
1: I was just gonna say exactly what you just said. Mm -hmm. Okay, so here he's asked when he thinks the US will get our testing situation in order. the clip. there
5: we go when can you commit by what date that every american will have access to the same day testing that you get here in the white house
6: well we have great testing we, we're doing and and by the what other date? people do let me explain the testing we have tested more people than any other country than all of europe put together times two we have tested more people than anybody ever thought of india has 1.4 billion people They've done 11 million tests. We've done 55. It'll be close to 60 million tests. And, you know, there are those that say you can test too much. You do know that. Who says that? Oh, just read Who? the manuals, read the books, manuals, read the what books, manuals? read the books. What books?
1: I have no words. <laughs> Anybody want to jump
7: in? I'm so sorry. I, wanna, I love this. Oh. I I love how he's like diverting to, like, the manuals, like, to life. I love a reporter calling out and saying, what books? This is Tell so, me. like, what a dumb <laughs> thing. This is, like, his smart version of people are saying, a lot of people are saying, and it's not working because he's talking to a smart person. Uh, I, I just find it so delicious. Of course, he doesn't want to actually answer the question about testing. He's not doing it very well. So it's not a surprise that he's gonna divert from that, but to something so stupid as read the manuals, read the books, come on. I, I
2: love that,
7: I
4: loved it. Is. I will say, <laughs> <laughs> when, I he said, when, he said, when he said that we could test too much, like I laughed because that literally sounded like me in high school when I was getting pissed off at my math teacher. I was like, "We too many quizzes. Why do we have so many quizzes? We have a quiz every week. What is this bullshit? Like yes. that's, that's exactly how I sounded in like the 10th grade when I hated math, I still hate it. But like, that's exactly how I sounded to my teacher because I flunked every single one of my tests which is exactly what we're doing right now in this country when it comes to coronavirus.
3: We've tested more it. people than you can think of. I know. I can I think of a cajillion. No wait, we've tested more. <laughs> I love I love I love Swan's face. Who says that? Who? Tell us. I also manual. I would like to know where my owner's manual is because apparently we've lost it or whatnot. I mean, can they send me another manual so I yeah, know yeah. What, what's going on? Government has screened. Oh, <laughs> it,
7: like, uh, it feels like in Beetlejuice, where like yes. after they die, they find the manual and they've got to live by that. Like as if we have that in real life. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Your okay,
3: <laughs> in his Wait, mind I we go, do have that I go straight to the relationship section. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay so our uh, next clip here he is claiming that we as a country are doing very well when it comes to deaths
6: <clears throat> Well right here, the United States is lowest in numerous categories uh we're lower than the world lower than we're the lower world. than what is europe in what? in what in what take a look right here here's case death
5: oh you're doing death as a proportion of cases i'm talking about death as a proportion of population that's where the us is really uh, bad well, well much worse than south korea germany etc you can't
6: you can't do that you have Why to can't go, I do that? you have to go by you have to go by where, look, here is the United States. You have to go by the cases, the cases. Why not there. as a proportion of population? When have somebody, what it says is when you have somebody that yeah. has, it, where there's a case, Oh, okay. The people that live sure.
5: from oh, those cases. It's surely a relevant statistic to say if the U.S. has X population and X percentage of death of that population no, versus South Korea. No, you have to Korea. go by the cases. Well, look at South Korea, if, for example, 51 million population, 300 deaths. It's like, it's you, crazy. You don't to know America. that. I do. It's you on don't the, know it's that.
6: Jo- You think they're faking their statistics? Uh, South Korea? Uh, I, I An I advanced country? that because they have a very good relationship yeah. with the country. But you don't know that. And they have spikes. Look, here's Germany, one. Germany, low, 9,000? Here's, here's one right here. United States. You take anyway. the number of cases. Okay. Look, we're last. <laughs> Meaning we're first. Last? I don't know we what we're first best. in. As a well, take a look. Okay. Again, it's I'll cases. Just, okay. Um, and we have cases. Because I mean, it's
5: fantastic. Well, a thousand no. Americans are dying a day, but I understand. I understand on cases it's different. No, but you're not
6: reporting it correctly, Jonathan. You watch the a Thousand news dying or Read the papers. They usually talk about new cases, new cases, new cases. I'm talking about death. Well, you look it's at death. It's going up. Death is way down from where it was. It's it's a thousand death. a
5: day. It was two and a half thousand. It went down to
6: five hundred. Now it's going up death. again. Excuse me, where it was is much higher than where it is right now. It went down and it went up again. But now it's going down again. It's It's going going down in Arizona. It's going down in Florida. it's going down in Texas. Take a look at this. These are the tests. It's going down in Florida. Yeah, it's going. It leveled out and it's going down. That's my report as of yesterday.
1: Okay, Jonathan's face when he says we're lower than the
3: world. I mean, it's just priceless. Um, To be fair, we're going down in Florida. I don't know where that is, but yes. it's going down in Florida. Florida, not so much. I'm I'm sorry. I, I I just I had to laugh. So
2: because he kept showing the same graph, and and it was like he wanted the results to be different. He was like, "It's this is the graph," and it was. And finally, when Jonathan takes it, it, it I felt like it was like, "Fine, I'll look at it." Like yeah. it was like, "I'll look at your
1: document. It's right. not valid." Do you know what I mean? Like it mm-hmm. was so weird. Yeah, and he. And- and he's talking about you know other countries lying, but he's got great relationships with them. Like, yeah, I like South
2: Korea, but they're a bunch of liars. They lie right. about the numbers. Germany too, like liars.
4: <laughs> he didn't say no names. He like he looks, He's like I don't know, but I'm just saying like it's possible, but I don't know.
7: Mm-hmm, exactly. <laughs> like, okay. I said, oh, go ahead. I'm not so my favorite part was just the desperation in his eyes when he was like, "You can't do that." About deaths as proportion of population as opposed to cases. Like he, he looked so sad, like he was a student who had been called out, which is basically what he was. But what? he was like, well, but no, no, you have to look at it my way. Yeah, like your homework is wrong. This isn't the question I asked you. You
2: made a graph of something else. Mm-hmm. This isn't the question that the teacher asked you to make a graph of, and I feel like he was like, what do you mean I made the wrong homework? Like, I,
0: I
3: agree with you completely, Emma. In there. Yeah, and also like, so he, he's complaining that we test too much But then he's using the uh, the statistic of deaths to number of cases. So uh, I mean, he's going against what he's actually saying. So he's counteracting it. He's not going by deaths per population. He's going by death per cases. But we know about all those cases because we've tested. But we've tested too much. Mm -hmm. And uh, like, I'm totally confused. (laughs) Okay, so here he is talking about how well he reads
1: and comprehends. Let's take a look.
5: Do you read your recent brief?
6: I do. do I read you? a lot. Really? You know, I read a lot. They like to say I don't read. I read a lot. You uh,
5: your, re- your I, daily I intelligence brief. I comprehend
6: extraordinarily well. Uh, probably better than anybody that you've interviewed in a long time. Uh, I read a lot. I spend a lot of time with uh, at meetings. Uh, usually it's once a day or uh, at least two or three times a week. Intelligence. Because this brief. was apparently talking in about your India, Talking about India. Talking about with the problems with China. Talking about so many different elements of the world. Mm-hmm. The world is a very uh, angry place. If you look all over the world,
1: I, I can honestly say that this is the first time in American history that a president has had to defend his reading skills. I mean, I'm just just saying that. Um, we have two more clips, guys. I'll, um, anybody anybody want to comment quickly on this one? Because so I want to me. get to the. I you know okay, I, I just wonder.
4: I, I don't know. Like, cause uh, you know, watching this interview and and, and so, like in several interviews before, like. I sometimes I feel like he's kind when he's throwing out these numbers and stuff like that, like I feel like because this is what his staff has told him and he doesn't want to throw them under the bus. Like he's trying to defend them, saying like this is the right information and this is what was given to him. And he wants to believe it, you know, to have faith in his staff. But like, I think they're kind of throwing him under the bus with this information because they're only they're only giving him pieces of it. And then he goes on these interviews. And then he kind of looks like an idiot because they're not Mm. really giving him the full story or like breaking it down to him so he can fully understand the numbers.
2: See, I think think it started off that where they did give him full information. I think he initiated a shortcut when he first got in office. And so then it eventually became this incredible shorthand of what kind of information he has mm-hmm. and what he's you know what i mean so people don't put it the full reporting because he's never going to read that so it's like they bullet point it and i think they limit the bullet points that he gets because it's like what he's going to retain and what he's going to keep and what he's going to use
3: mm-hmm. okay i don't think he's been reading about uh, yosemite national park though obviously no. No.
1: stop it <laughs> okay so here's tom talking about a cute sex trafficker uh jeffrey epstein's accomplice galaine maxwell
5: Mr. President, the other day a reporter asked you about Ghislaine Maxwell. You said, quote, I just wish her well, frankly. I've met her numerous times over the years, especially since I lived in Palm Beach, but I wish her well, whatever it is. Mr. President, Ghislaine Maxwell has been arrested on allegations of child sex trafficking.
6: Why would you wish such a well, person first of all, well? I don't know that, but I do know that. She has. She's been arrested for that. Her you know that. friend or boyfriend Epstein was either killed or committed suicide in jail. She's now in jail. Uh-huh. Yeah, I wish her well. I'd wish you well. I'd wish a lot of people well. Good luck. Let them prove somebody was guilty. I mean, you do you know that? Oh, you're so you're
5: saying dead. you hope she doesn't die in jail? Is that what you mean by wish her well?
6: Her boyfriend died in jail, and people are still trying to figure out how did it happen. Was it suicide? Was he killed? And I do wish her well. I'm not looking for anything bad for her. I'm not looking bad for anybody. And they took that. And I mean, they she's made a
3: child. Such, sex. Such a big down. deal.
6: But all it is is right. her boyfriend died. He died in jail. Was he killed? Was it suicide? I do. I wish her well.
1: So now, so now he's pushing a conspiracy theory too on top yeah, of he everything is. else.
4: He's <laughs> stupid. He knows what's up. He's like he knows there is a possibility that he was you killed. Know, like he doesn't know who did. Maybe he's not aware of who did it or who orchestrated it. But like he knows some shit probably went down because he's one of those powerful people that they're connected to. So he knows there's probably several other people that were connected and they know we're gonna go down for that. And he knows that, like, if it ha- if it doesn't happen to her, you know what I mean? But, like, I, understand- I when he said that initially, I didn't take it as, like, oh, my God. You know, like, a lot of people went crazy with it. But, like, I understood where he was coming from. It's just the fact that it came from him that everybody took it to their sense of, like, oh, he's, you know, he's only saying that because he doesn't want to go down. But it's, like, no, he doesn't want her to die in jail. Maybe he actually Gives a shit about her as a person, you know, just as a person, like not who she is or what she is. But he did say, though, uh, <laughs> when she was like, oh, she's a sex trapper, he goes, big deal. I was like, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> I was like, whoa. Yeah,
7: yeah. <laughs> whoa. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, okay. uh, I just, really fast, uh, I noticed how much of his information he gets from Twitter, which is probably why, like, it's part of why, I'm sure, he said both things, but the thing that amazes me is he was so close to, like, an actually good response, saying, listen, her boyfriend died in jail, I hope she doesn't die
1: in jail, I hope this due process would have been such a good response, he was so close, and then he fucked that up, it was almost impressive. Mm -hmm. Okay, so if we have time later on in the show, we'll go back to the, uh, we'll come back to the last two clips. So, Ravi's getting ready to join us, so he's waiting to come on. So let's get him on here. Let's see where he's at. Robbie? There he is. Robbie! Hi, Robbie, can you hear me? It's, I'm the audio's connecting.
2: Hello? I think he can hear
1: us.
3: Yeah, I think so. <laughs> We're just waiting. <laughs> We're waiting for the connect.
1: Te- I like the vocal. having Fett some technical now. difficulties here. Oh, there he is. Hi, Rob. Can you hear me?
8: Yeah, I can. Hey, guys. How you doing?
1: Oh, good. How are you? Thank you so much for joining us on TMI Daily.
8: Thank you. Thank you for having me, guys.
1: So, you and your brothers, you guys host a podcast called Was It Good? Can you tell us a little bit about it? How did you guys get started? And have you always had a passion for movies and television? So
8: uh, yeah, it actually, obviously, it's my two brothers. Um, we kind of grew up wanting to always make videos films um talk about it and then uh when i kind of came out to la they they came along a couple of years later and um this was probably back in 2000 uh, like 12 or 13. so kind of when podcast was starting to really kind of uptick mm-hmm. we were like hey we are annoying and we should probably present our voices out on the internet so we back then started another podcast <laughs> with a couple other people that folded and then more recently within the last two years uh we came back together and and decided to do uh was it good uh we've been going for about a year and a half now we just recorded episode 91 nine away from the big 100 uh which is really really cool
1: so well good and where can people listen to you guys
8: uh you can find us on uh spotify apple wherever you basically get your podcast uh to get the most up-to-date information definitely check us out on twitter at was it good
1: Okay, great. And We have your information on screen as well. So
8: awesome, appreciate it.
1: Okay, so since you spent a lot of time watching TV and movies, we were wondering if you might be able, if not, if you might be able to tell us um the best and worst in TV and film that you've been watching since the beginning of this pandemic. So you know everybody started bingeing you know shows here you know left and right. So what are some of your favorite picks? And some so. Of- so
8: obviously um i have my own personal opinions but because i am coming through was it good i want to make sure that my brothers uh, got their views in here so we kind of did a quick kind of breakdown of what we thought was good and what we thought was bad um right now in terms of television since the pandemic started the two worst things that have come out that we all three agree on unanimously westworld season three was not good uh and uh, space force season one not good <laughs> Mm-hmm. So those kind of some of the, the worst things. In terms of some of the best things that we've seen so far, Palm Springs, The Five Bloods, Old Guard. Uh, Netflix is definitely, I feel, within the the, the 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 film and movie side is killing it. On the TV series front, they're kind of very hit and miss right now.
1: Mm-hmm. Anybody have any thoughts on what Robbie just said?
4: First of all, how dare you, sir? Space Force was hilarious. Okay, that's... <laughs> that's, that's, that's <laughs> it was hilarious. John Malkovich is awesome in it. The plot's a little bit weird, but... I kind and of that, that. and that's, that was... <laughs>
8: the plot is where the, the the concern was, where it's like, yeah, John Malkovich, he, as always, does he's, he's a fantastic actor. Steve Carell, he has proven that he is very dynamic. He can go from being this weird, terrible boss that we can all relate to, to this really creepy... Um, Character push. on um <laughs> on the more or the Good Morning Show or that show, and right. then you know he's now more recently done obviously Space Force. I think part of the problem with Space Force was I have this I personally have this problem where I overhype things when I see it and I don't want it to be something else. And I think Space Force was one of those things where it's like, oh my god, Steve Carell, John Malkovich, um, people from The Office are, are contributing. You can't fail. Uh, they're basically making fun of current events, and then it was yeah, they were making fun of current events and 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 Trump's whole Space Force thing and all that nonsense, but still the plot points were just, they were just not solid, unfortunately.
4: Yeah. Yeah, they kind of missed the ball. But the, but the episode, I did enjoy the episode where they were trying to get the monkey to do the repairs on the satellite. Yeah. That yeah. was the best episode for sure.
8: That was definitely a fun one because uh, way, obviously with the space program, right, way, way back in the day, you know, they were training monkeys and, and, and animals to go and do that stuff. Um, so I have to imagine that that entire interaction, t- what we saw was similar to probably what like NASA went through like back in the day. So
3: I got to agree with you on the old guard. Um, I thought that that was fantastic. It's nice to see an original movie instead of something that's a reboot or like that. You know, I know it came from a comic book, but and Charlize Theron, like uh, she's like our, our best action hero right now. I mean, she's just killing it uh i think it's great I, I everyone should should check it out on netflix if they get it's a chance.
4: Awesome. it's awesome I, I watched it uh last week and that was like one of the best movies i have watched the entire week
8: it was funny because uh we were you know especially in in these kind of interesting times where we're at right now you know we're not going to movie theaters there and we're in the summer and there's no massive blockbusters yeah. so you know each week me and the bros we sit down and we're like so um what what are we watching what what the hell should we talk about yeah And old guard was one of those ones where uh, me and my older brother, Christian were at, we're home and we're like, so what should we do? I don't know. There's this old guard thing. And I had seen a little bit of the, um, like the initial preview that you see on uh, Netflix. Christian had no idea anything about it. So he was completely blind and we both kind of went in like, whatever, it's something to put on. And we were both like, what is this? This is a really cool, really interesting uh, story about, you know, immortality and like what it does to you mentally. And, and it was just a very fun and interesting movie. And it was one of those movies where you finish it and you're kind of still thinking about it, yes. uh, which is, that was a big surprise to me. I, I thought it was going to be one of those like, um, oh God, what is it? Uh, Triple Frontier. Is that the one? Oh no. no. Like where Triple Frontier was like, <laughs> so our older, the Christian really enjoys Triple Frontier and me and my younger brother Arjuna are convinced he's trolling us because yeah. it's like, <laughs> That movie's so bad.
4: Dude, I watched that movie because like all my friends, like I, I'm uh they're all veterans uh, and so, uh, yeah. so am I. So I'm like, all right, let me watch this movie. It's probably gonna be pretty awesome. Not so much.
8: Not no, so it much. was it was crazy. I don't know. Yeah. Um we've kind of compared like like old guard, triple frontier, uh extraction with like Chris Hemsworth. Are we currently living in the like the 1980s action movie phase right now where we're just we have these big, big, big actors coming in with but these really kind of like zany out there kind of nineteen eighties type movies like, you know, in the same veins like Commando, for example, where it's like right. one man takes on an entire army.
4: Well, it's kind of funny to to see the the action movies that are coming out currently right now, because like five, ten years ago, we saw like people like Bruce Willis who were big action stars doing like these straight to video uh movies and we were making fun of it, but like now that like these are like the biggest movies that are happening, and people are making like career comebacks off of these. Yeah. So like it'd be kind of cool to see some of those uh, action stars who kind of fell off the, the ladder to to kind of climb back up again.
8: I'd mm-hmm. love to see Bruce Willis. Yes, in like a bizarre like netflix original Dude, action movie van
4: damme? i would love to see van damme come back
8: in the- oh, oh god yeah cool. that would be cool
1: robbie let me ask you this or anybody on the panel that wants to answer um what are your thoughts on mulan coming to disney plus is it going to be like a 30 add-on is oh that my a- god did
4: i hear that It's
8: it's a yeah it's a 30 add-on yeah, we um, um we were actually talking so we recorded our podcast yesterday and we were actually talking uh, similar to the Disney Plus, obviously now having a paywall feature, was the AMC Universal deal that was also just uh, pushed through, where I believe, um, I think it's, I want to say seven, yeah, 17 days after a movie releases theatrically, that's a digital release. Um, what we're seeing, I think, with Disney Plus and Mulan, um, it, it was inevitable. I think it was going to happen down the road, but I think, you know, COVID 19, really kind of sped this process up of like the, the idea of going to a movie theater. Um, you know, I personally, like if, if there was a vaccine tomorrow and everything was okay and life returns to air quotes, normal, I still would be somewhat hesitant going to a theater now, just because we saw how fast this thing spread. And like, we all know, like a movie theater is a no offense. It's a gross and disgusting place. There's food and, and people sitting in there for, there's a person sitting in a, a Christian seat for, two to three hours, you know, some theaters get really, really hot. Some people sweat. Like mm-hmm. it's, is it's those types of things where it's like, uh, are we going to, are, are the movie theaters kind of, kind of dead at this point?
7: Mm-hmm. I mean, right. I think there's that. Uh, and let me agree with you. As someone who used to work in a movie theater. Yeah. No, <laughs> we did not clean those. It was disgusting. Oh boy. Um, but there's also a certain point at which America is quickly proving itself to not be the dominant market anymore. Uh, market, excuse me. Uh, If we're gonna continue to not deal with COVID, then we're gonna be stuck at home for longer, then movie theaters can't open. They can open in other places, not right now, but sooner than us. So why should they hold it for us if they can make theater money in China, which is one of the other big markets they were designing the film for, they could open it up in Europe, in Australia, there's so many places they can release this film in theaters. And then here, like, Listen, thirty dollars is a lot for one person for an add-on. But you know, if you were going to go see that movie with your family, you'd be spending more than thirty dollars. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. Be reasonable package.
3: Yeah, right. and and they did say they were going to release it in limited theaters, which I'm assuming is going to be drive-through and uh, or drive-in theaters. I would go see that in the drive-in uh, oh, yeah. right now, definitely. Mm-hmm. So, well, I'm
2: sure I would imagine since Walmart's doing all of that, maybe they would be partnering with them to do that. Yeah, I mean, that seems yeah. like a big business deal to me. That would be something that they would work out. Yeah. I have I
1: have one final question for you Bobby. Have you guys been doing any of the drive-in movies?
8: I haven't mm-hmm. personally and there's a couple of reasons but my younger brother Arjuna, he has been uh since the beginning um like I think it was around Maybe April is one of like the one of the local movie theaters out here are uh, driving ones kind of like started setting things up and, and opening up. So he's been going pretty much every other week and he's been able to see, you know, a uh, couple of different films such as he just saw The Tax Collector uh, more recently, which is uh, from the it's the debut or I think it's the debut um, directorial debut for the writer of um, training something training. I'm sorry, but he's seen, he's seen a whole bunch. Um, and he's really said he's enjoyed the experience. I personally don't like the drive-in movie idea just because it isn't, you're seeing in a car and then you're looking through a dirty windshield and then the screen. And then you have audio coming in through your sound speaker, your car's speaker system it's Just to me. I, I don't like that idea. Plus I wouldn't want to spend something like $30, $30 and then drive 45 minutes there. You know for for that type of experience yeah
3: i'm a big fan of the mission tiki i've actually gone to the drive-in before all of this um and it's nine bucks for two movies um of course i also keep a very clean car so i'm looking through a really clean <laughs> windshield and uh, yeah, uh my, my biggest thing is is if i have people with me to have them not drop the popcorn in the car because that annoys the heck out of me but uh, i love that the whole experience and uh i'll keep going and i hope that uh, it keeps our drive-ins open a little bit longer because they were kind of uh, having the death knell until this happened and mm-hmm. now we've seen the rebirth of it so yeah. okay well
1: Robbie thank you so much for joining us we really appreciate it so everybody check out his podcast was it good and our, his information is also going to be on our Instagram page so and
8: if I just has one last thing we're actually doing a Funko Pop giveaway right now so if you check out the uh, at was it good uh, Twitter handle if you uh, follow uh, like that post uh, you have a chance to win um, a new baby Yoda, the child eating frog Funko pop. So uh, check it out. I am <laughs> there. Joseph,
1: he's excited. <laughs> okay, great. Thanks, Robbie. And we'll talk to you soon.
8: Thanks guys. Appreciate it. Bye.
1: Okay. So I actually want to go back and I want to show the last two clips from the Trump interview. <laughs> so let's go back to Trump now. Let's um, get here- it, girl. <laughs> Here is Trump answering the question of systemic racism.
2: No, thank God.
5: <laughs> Do you believe though, Mr. President, that many police treat black people differently from white
6: people? Well, I hope not, I hope not. It's certainly the- the uh, You've seen the statistics. The knee on the neck was
5: a disgrace, okay? It yeah. was a disgrace. I'm talking about what does systemic racism mean to you?
6: Uh, I hope the answer to that question is no, do I does anybody really answer that question accurately? But what does about not really hope? What
5: about analysis? What's your cold
6: heart? Uh, I have seen where there is a difference, and I don't want there to be a difference. I don't like that there would be a difference. But with that being said, why do you think black men are two and, and a half times? I know, but why do you think black in men? In a larger number,
5: in, in quantity, police have killed but, white but people. But why do you think black men are two and a half times more likely to be killed by police than white? Uh,
6: people? Uh, that I don't know, but uh, I don't, do I think think I don't like, it? like it. But you must have thought why? about it. Why I do don't know why, but I don't like it.
1: And this is actually the second time, you know, when he's been asked about systemic racism that he says, oh, well, you know, well, they kill more, you know, white people or they'll, you know, right. they kill white people too. So it's not the first time he has, you know, deflected from this. And again, the you, I know you are, but what am I defense? But this to me is just heinous. Then he just cannot accept systemic racism, that it does exist. What are well, your thoughts? Was that a good answer on his part?
4: You know, he can't <laughs> accept it because that would make him look bad because like, Right now, he's the leader of our country. So if he were to say, like, yes, this is a thing that exists, would, the, the, the blame would kind of fall on him because he hasn't seen it or hasn't done anything about it. And he can't have that on top of, like, the way he's handled the pandemic and stuff like that. I mean, this is election year. He can't, he, can't, he can't admit that he's making mistakes out here. He just can't. And, you know, he even did the political spin of, like, he didn't answer it, but he was still like, I don't like it. Just, so, you know, so, like, don't think that I'm out here being racist. I'm just saying I don't like it. You heard me say I don't like it. Like you made sure that that was a point, but yeah, you can't you can't say that he's that it's a problem because it would be a problem in his campaign.
1: Uh, Do you think he actually understands what systemic racism actually means? Probably not. Probably not because I just noticed it right now watching this a second time. The first time I saw it, I didn't catch this, but I just caught it right now when he says, you know. Does anybody really can anybody really really answer that? that? question? It's like when you ask a kid, you know, a question during a book report, and they don't know the answer because they don't don't know, you know, what to say. They start saying something else. So that's what I just caught on right now. You know. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't think he knows what systemic is. Mm-hmm. I right. think he think I think it's a pandemic from he got from his sister. I think that's how he thinks it is. <laughs>
1: So I wanna close out with uh, probably the part of the interview that made me very, very upset. Um, Let's close it out with his opinion of civil rights icon John Lewis who passed away last week.
5: John Lewis is lying in state in the US Capitol. How do you think history will remember John Lewis?
6: I don't know. I really don't know. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know John Lewis. Uh, He chose not to come to my uh, uh, inauguration. Uh, he chose, uh, I, I don't, uh, I never met John Lewis, actually, I don't believe. Do
5: you find him impressive?
6: Uh, I can't say one way or the other, I find a lot of people impressive, I find many people not impressive, but no. But I didn't go. Do you find his story he impressive? Come, he didn't come to my inauguration. He didn't come to my State of the Union speeches, and that's okay, that's his right. And. Again, nobody has done more right. but, for but back black to... Americans than I have. I understand. He should have come. But I think he made a big mistake But, 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 I think ta- he but taking have come. your
5: relationship with him out of it. Do you find his story impressive? What he's done for this country? Uh, he
6: was a person that devoted a lot of energy and a lot of heart to civil rights, but there were many others also.
1: My mind just exploded. The you, fact that he's talking about John Lewis and then in the same pretty much in the same sentence he says no one has done as much for African Americans like I have, to me that is the biggest insult to the memory of John Lewis. And the fact that he mentioned twice, twice or three times, oh he didn't come to my inauguration, he didn't come to my State uh, of the Union, address. That, that's, exa- that's his problem. That's the real issue
3: with him. Joe? I just wanted to point out that we've seen the pictures and a whole lot of people didn't go to his inauguration. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> to be right. fair to to, to, to that.
2: <laughs> and also I want I I don't know if you guys have noticed, but in every time he gets it gets in too intense, his hands go up and it's yeah. like he's trying to slow Funny the lately. train down. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. And he puts his hands out front and it looks like he's like feeling up a doorknob. Um, but he's done that multiple times. Um, I, I mean, are we shocked that Trump would say this? No, you know, but I also, I also don't think, you know, because everybody was like, well, he wasn't at the, the funeral. I also don't know that John Lewis's family invited him, you know what I mean? They, they maybe invited, um, Bush and Obama and the, and Mr. Clinton to come and, and President Clinton to come and be a part of that, you know, because they all worked with John Lewis. You know, I, I don't know that they would have been that he was invited. I don't know that they I obviously they didn't go as far as Megan McCain went, you know, which was like and as, as my and, and that was like a moment when I was like, hey, maybe maybe Megan McCain is a black girl because that was so black girl to call people out before they were even don't come to my daddy's funeral. We don't want you there. No way.
1: Well, and you know what, I also want to point out that he also did not go to Bush's um, inauguration, and President Bush spoke at his funeral. And even if they didn't invite him, it was still the lack of reverence for his memory. Um, The fact that he wrote two sentences on Twitter about his passing, again, all of that says a lot about the kind of character that he lacks. And and you know just plain and simple as that. But you're right, Shaina. Maybe they didn't invite him. And trust me, like you know, he was. It's not like oh, we were missing missing him there. You know, we had the. It was a beautiful service. Yeah. No. And I
2: and, well, and I mean, I just don't just, think they were like there. Exactly. I don't think it was about. I mean, to keep it about people who would be honoring John yes. Lewis as opposed to turning it into something about themselves. And also people who recognized John Lewis while he was alive. Like, I mean, right. I don't know that djt ever saw john lewis or john lewis seeing djt you know what i mean they they were just two people that never saw eye to eye but am i shocked that a man of his age demographics said a racist
1: thing no i'm not and he showed definitely more, you know, reverence for, uh, towards Herman Kane, who was a huge, you know, Trump supporter as well. So again, I'm not discounting his life or, you know, whatever, you know, but again, it just goes to show, okay, you're with me. So I'm going to show you, you know, the, the, the reverence that you, you know, that I want to give to you, but no, it's true. I mean, it's a petty little, you know, just, it's just Trump being Trump. I mean, that's what it all comes down to. I was yeah. going to say, I don't think it's a huge surprise that he is incapable
7: of, taking his personal feelings about somebody out of the equation to discuss their legacy. He can't imagine anyone's legacy without him in it. That's not new. It's still horrifying, but not new. And I also think he maybe didn't know
2: that's
4: what i was gonna say yeah, I got, john Lewis's legacy. because
7: i i
2: mean i don't know that he actually knew that john lewis like part of like all the things with the bridge i don't think he's aware i i bet you he probably wasn't aware of that and just was like he's a senator that's been a senator for 40 years forever yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. you know what i mean like, and that's with, it.
1: and he doesn't you know surround himself with super smart people either that would tell him you know you you probably should know who this person is, you know, and they're gonna ask you about him and, and whatnot. I have one final question in regards to, to Trump. Do you think his people are gonna keep allowing him to do interviews from now until the election? Or do you think they're gonna be like, okay, let's put the brakes on the interviews? What do you guys think? Do you think they have
4: uh, the control? Uh, <laughs> uh, I think one, like Shana said, do they really have a choice? Cause I feel like if he wants to do an interview, he's gonna do a goddamn interview. Two, I don't. I think they're gonna let him keep doing interviews because I think there's a lot of people that are on his staff that work under him that are ready to see him go, and they're gonna like basically help him fall on his own sword in that sense. And uh, to go back to the uh, John Lewis thing, like honestly, it's 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 crazy to like you know when we we heard him say like he's done more for black people than John Lewis did. Like there are tr- there are truly. I had this conversation early with a bunch of people uh, who were black that feel the same way, that they think that Trump actually does more or did more than John Lewis, uh, Obama, like all these great black activists, like they, Black Lives Matter, like they truly believe that Trump is like way more for us than any of them could have ever been. So it's not just like, you know, across the board, like there's a lot of people who truly believe that. So, and Mm -hmm. and of course, if he's on Twitter and he's seeing that, because like, you know, people are re- replying to it and tweeting at him and stuff like that. You know, that only just backs up his belief. But, uh, yeah, they're going to keep letting them do interviews like this because if people are ready to see him go and to usher in somebody else, like they're going to let him fall on his own sword. I, I guess it's going to happen from here until November.
1: Mm-hmm. OK, so today's uh, for today's just one question. I'm only going to pick one topic uh, since we're running a little late. So I'm going to ask you one question about that topic. Yesterday Lifetime confirmed that they will have an LGBTQ couple at the center of one of their holiday films this year. My question is, does having to celebrate one LGBTQ couple getting into a Lifetime movie show show us how far we still have to go go in this country when it comes to our acceptance of the LGBTQ community? Like why is this being celebrated? Well, you know,
3: I I I think that it, I think it's celebrated for the reason that uh, look at who your demographic is in the Lifetime movie. Um, you're very talking about very. Uh, I think I personally, um, and from the numbers I've been seeing, very middle America. Uh, you know, uh, housewife kind of family kind of thing. And uh, so I think that the fact that it's in there now means that there's a lot more acceptance in places where only a few years ago there was there wasn't. So yeah, we do have a long way to go, but yes, I think we should celebrate it because. If, uh, if it's getting that kind of, if it's going to those kind of places, uh, then we're still, then we're doing good. We're going in the right direction.
7: Mm-hmm. Okay.
3: I yeah. think there I mean, are
7: a lot of things that show how far we have to go for LGBTQ rights or acceptance in this country. I think that there are a lot of things that prove that we are not quite there per se, um, but like, I'm not mad about having a Lifetime movie I don't think it's the end-all, be-all. It's not quite on the caliber of, say, gay marriage, but um, great, cool, fine, why not?
2: Okay. I mean, I think I think it's great because they just started having black people have romances on Lifetime in two years ago. So the fact that they're allowing gay people within those two years, I think that's pretty fast. You know, mm-hmm. since they've been having falalala Lifetime for over twenty years, so I think that's a that's a that shows how much change we've been willing to at least in television how quickly entertainment is willing to make the shift now whether america is willing to make the shift that's something else because it can be on the channel it can be shown by the network it doesn't mean people will watch it or even if they do watch it be a fan of it and support it in a proper in a positive way yeah well also you know, which would encourage more entertainment like that do you know what i'm saying
4: yeah I also think, too, like, I I hope we don't celebrate too hard, because let's not forget, this is Lifetime, and all those movies are trash, okay? They're all awful movies. They never have any good stories, and it's the same shit over, like, and here's the thing, what kind of movie is it? Because if they really want if to, if you really want to depict it, it's got to be, like, a revenge story with LGBT couple, because that's, like, the best movies on Lifetime, when it's, like, bad well, or life. those my, have happened husband. before. And this these is men. a... Cr- but it yeah. has a with LGBT. That's yes, what it has. Yes, it has. Yes, okay. it has.
2: Definitely. I'm saying this is a Christmas movie. Lifetime Christmas movies are like Hallmark Christmas movies. They've become like that, where it's okay. like iconic. They have a whole series where they just do Christmas all December long. So for them to have a Christmas film, like a Hallmark type movie, where the characters that are the leading characters are LGBTQ, you know, that's impressive.
1: I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but we actually have a guest on screen right now. Little Miss Wynn. Yes. Christy, hi. Oh, hi, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Wynne. <was> like, well, <laughs> For those of you listening, sure. it's Shayna's adorable dog. <laughs> okay, so People <laughs> Magazine reported today that last week, Arnold Schwarzenegger celebrated his 73rd birthday with his ex-wife, Maria Shriver, and their four kids. We thought it might be fun to talk about our favorite Arnold movies and whether those kinds of movies are still being made today. So who wants to start talking about their favorite Arnold movies? Let's start with you, Chris.
4: Yes, I'm so happy. Um, My favorite to this day, and they did try to remake it and it was absolute hot garbage, but I think Schwarzenegger's best movie to this day is still Total Recall. Mm -hmm. It's one of those movies that like, I just watched it last week, still holds up, still very entertaining, still awesome characters, still great movie plot. And for lack of a, a, like if you watch all of his movies, I think that was, like, the best movie he ever acted in, to be honest. Like, that and Jingle All the Way, like, those two movies are very tied with, like, him actually making you feel something on screen. Like, and and, and the fact that Total Recall is a, like, sci-fi action movie and you still felt something watching Schwarzenegger, that tells you, like, the material was solid.
1: You be not Kindergarten Cop? Nah. <laughs> I love that movie.
4: I do too, but it's not it's not his it's not one of his up there with his best acting. You
1: will put that up there with your movie. Okay. <laughs> um, who else wants to jump in?
2: I would say Predator. I like that one. That's a get to the chopper! Just because he's like obviously working on his English. It's improved from Conan, but it's not quite to where he is with kindergarten mm. cop. So it's like that in-between Arnold where he's still action-y.
1: That's know, a good listen-
2: observation. You yeah. You know what I mean? So he's still, but but it's but he's definitely the accent is a lot less than it is in Conan or in any of those. You know what I mean? But it's like so, oh yeah. I mean, with the makeup, with the you know and him and it's Carl Weathers I and mean, it is like all these great people in the in, in predator and then you've got the lizard you know on top of it so it's like it's great if you haven't seen it in a while it's fun it's still a fun movie i mean and it, and it does and it does it, the technology doesn't hold up but i think it would be a good remake they could reboot that one easily
4: oh no. no you leave that alone don't How do that you? Don't they do- already have yeah, I mean, that's right. They, they do not do that. that. They, they just made sequels. They didn't reboot well, it. They tried I to mean... be very upset. Be very <laughs> okay, upset. That's
2: tomato, tomato. I think, Chris, because it's
4: you're pretty that's like. That's tomato. That's not <laughs> we read tomato. We rest <laughs> on tomato. Okay, how dare you?
1: <laughs> Danny online is saying True Lies is great. Too. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, that's a great that's one. Um, Joe, do you want to share? your? Favorite? Oh, yeah.
3: Yeah. Well, first of all, I want to give a shout out to Arnold, because I think he's probably still one of our most quotable actors. I mean, everybody knows a, an Arnold Schwarzenegger quote. I actually got my friends a uh, a chopping block for their kitchen that has Arnold on her going, get to the chopping. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, everyone has, you know, it's not a tumor. It's all these great ones. Listen, I'm going to challenge everyone because it's a, it, you're in a pandemic and you're stuck home anyway. I'm going to challenge everyone here to re-watch The Last Action Hero. Because oh, I think movie. that that movie is ahead of its time. When it came out, everyone didn't like it because oh, I don't yeah. think they understand it. But if you watch mm. it now, it's like, oh, wait, this is really, really great. This is really smart satire. Yes. Uh, and I wanted to say, hey, everyone, you know what? If you, if you haven't seen it in a very long time, watch The Last Action Hero, you will totally have a completely different mindset on it. totally forgot about that such It's It's a, a good one. Call. It is a
1: good uh, one. Uh, do you have a favorite Arnold movie?
7: I'm going to be the loser nerd of the group. Uh, I've never seen an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie.
4: Oh, it's great talking to you. See, uh-huh. like, Zero?
7: Zero? <laughs> Zero? Like, not even
3: twins. So, like, twins? I mean, a, Cop, a lot or...
7: of his films came out when I was a kid, and if you knew my parents, they, they are also not action movie people. They never would have taken me to see an Arnold Schwarzenegger film. By the time I was getting old enough to see my own movies, he was the governator. Uh, I know he's was in like a couple of films since, but like it's just never been highly on my radar. So I I don't know. But happy birthday. Like, that's great.
3: <laughs> everyone in the comment, I want everyone in the comments to, to give Emma a suggestion. If you only could give, have her watch one Schwarzenegger movie, what would it be? And I mean, Emma, if, if there's like a majority, will you watch that one? Just I'll watch any of it.
7: Like I... I don't have anything against Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, I have just never gotten around to so watching. Everyone in
3: the comments uh, or if you're listening on the, on the podcast, like get on those comments yeah, and, on know. Facebook and let's uh, let's suggest one Arnold Schwarzenegger movie for Emma yeah. to see and or then I challenge well, her we, to watch it. You've so already catch done. Up Yes, make your Arnold cherry.
1: <laughs> oh, I plan I plan to make a little list from that, yeah. <laughs> and then you can give us a report and tell us what you watched and what you thought of it. Oh, <laughs> that's yay, like I my know. parents.
3: I'd love I love that. <laughs>
1: A movie report.
4: Hey, listen, and when you go watch these movies and you see how awesome they are, I want you to call your parents and yell at them for (laughs) at least five minutes for denying you this awesome (laughs) shit you could have been growing up on. Very selfish of (laughs) them.
1: So with that, we say goodbye for today. Thank you so much for joining us. That's our show. We'll see you back here again tomorrow. And tomorrow we're going to be talking about aliens. That's all I'm going to say. So you're gonna have to tune in and see what that's all about oh,
2: yeah so to bring her hat.
1: Stay, stay safe and have a good night and we'll see you back here at 6 p.m tomorrow bye everyone <laughs>